It's, it's fascinating, the idea. Uh, we're going to spend our next few moments on Isaiah 60, verse 18 uh, to 22, as you just heard. The prophet Isaiah is a, is a fascinating conversation. Because Isaiah, last week we talked about this idea. Um, <clears throat> and I, I invite you to consider, consider being uh, so uh, encouraging of one another. You remember that? No, you didn't. You, you never listened to anything I say, which is not bad at all. Uh, but I, I remind you, I remind you last week, the whole conversation about let us not neglect to get together. And when we get together, let us figure out the most creative ways to be encouraging of one another. And I wanted to paint an invitation and call an invitation. What would it be like if we become that, that group of people? The group of people who so infected with this idea of being encouraging of one another. That when you walk in the door, that, that is the greeting words, that is the mindset, that is the face that you hear, that is the conversation in a hallway, that is the music you hear. You hear these words of affirmation, of encouragement, and, and, and I really, really uh, invite you to consider what would your life be if you are that kind of people? I remember, this is not happened very often, but once in a while, you will go to a worship service somewhere or a meeting somewhere of uh, so-called religious people, and you can hear people when they leave there, it was like, I don't know what's going on in that place, but this is a happy place. I've heard this many, many years that people will come and when they leave, they come all dragging. It's like life beat them all week. I mean, at work, you know, in a golf course or in a fishing or hunting or whatever it is, or maybe in school. Uh, and, they, and they walk in, in worship and by the time they leave, it was like, man, I feel good. Now, church experience is always more than feeling good, but feeling good is not bad to start with. And so, and so what that means is that there is a word of encouragement for everybody. There is a word of invitation for everybody. Everybody have uh, a, an, a fair opportunity to join the table and come. So the prophet Isaiah, here, it is the same thing. It is a uh, word of hope. Isaiah is, is turning his, his whole invitation. Now we got to chapter 60, and Isaiah is painting a whole different picture. Because God created this whole invitation for people. And then promised these people, you'll be my people, I will be your God, and here's how we're gonna do life. Let's do life this way. God gave them 10 ways, let's do life this way. What did they do? They broke all 10 of them. And then uh, God sent other people to create other ways of, you know, crowd these people to come. 600 plus ways of trying to shape, can we do relationship? And what do we do? We still break all, all 600 plus of them. And then, and then God just refused to continue this, follow the rules, let's just do one rules. Love me with all your minds, your heart, and your spirit, and love everything that I love. Uh, and so go to the world to do that life like that. 
And so here is Isaiah coming to that world and, and, and the whole image that Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah is giving to us today is an image of a hope for the future. Of a hope for the future. Evan, if you have the, uh, uh, the first screen, just put it up here. Look, look, look at that. Violence. Man, Evan is on it. Last week he fell asleep. Today he's on it. Violence will be no more hurt in your city. If there is a group of people, if there is a nation that need to hear that violence is not going to be that, we should. Amen. Don't we get sick and tired of violence? I mean, I share with you, I share with you my frustration because you grew up in, in a season that this was never a thought. My frustration when, when my little one got in the car one day and all she talked about is how they just have a safety trail. You remember I told you the story? She told me this safety trail and I was like, what? What did you do? And by the way, dad, I have the best part. I was like, where is the best part? Right underneath the teacher's desk. I was right there and everybody was packed. And why, why were you doing this? We were getting ready just in case some of those bad people show up with guns and just, you know, do the bad things. First grade. Did you ever thought, did you ever thought you grew up in the days that when you kiss your daughter, when you kiss your son and you send them off, no matter how old they are to school, it might be the last time you kiss them. I was like, might not be a bad idea to pack this little gang in a boat and let's sail to the canoe and sit on a rock. Because all you're going to hurt is, I'll throw this coconut at you. Boom. I mean, you cannot really fight. You live in a little village. You live in a little island. You cannot do hate of anybody because you're going to see them. Soon you wake up, you're going to see them. And here's the prophet Isaiah. What would it be like when you know that in your land, in your community, in your parish, that violence is going to be no more? Can you, can you imagine the kind of freedom that people will feel? Can you imagine the kind of hospitality that people will have? Can you imagine the kind of joy that they will, they will live and do life with? And then, and then he went on devastation, destruction. I mean, imagine the children of Ukraine have been given such hope. I remember a few years ago, I don't know how long ago this was. It could be 20, 20, it could be 60 minutes. All of that to say, I have a disease, what's TV too much? So, so there was, there was this, uh, this doctor, this veteran, uh, veterinarian talk about, the question was, why are these elephants go rogue recently? Just too many of them. And I was just listening to this, this amazing uh, professor, and, and the way that she framed it, she simply said, generation of these little elephants that are now huge, they grew up, they watched their parents being shot, hunted down uh, by little creatures like you and me. 
It is no wonder why they go rogue because they see little creatures like you and me and all in the hyperlink of the active mind that they have, they remember when they watch their mom, their dad, their aunt, and their uncle, grandparents. There are people like you and me hunt them down for whatever reason they don't understand. And when they see you and me, they just go crazy because they think you or me come to hunt them. And do we wonder why younger generation grew up? Because we taught them that way. We build a community that live that way. We, 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 we compete and we create a world. And here is the prophet. He's just simply saying, okay, the world that you know, the end of this world is not the end of this physical world that God created. It's the end of your little world and my little world the way that we know it. That's what comes to an end. At some point in time, the way that you build your little kingdom and my little kingdom is going to come to finish. Done. Gone. Because when you go to Revelation 21, you go to Revelation 21, you simply talk about a new earth and a new heaven. And you know, the description in there, it looks so earthy. It sounds so green. The fresh air, the hills. And I can, I can imagine it. I can imagine Noah just waking up for the first day and hear this little whisper. This week we had a, uh, a little uh, meeting for the clergy and uh, I was walking through the wood. There's a little track of uh, walking uh, place in our conference center in Alexandria and, and it was early enough uh, that um, I just realized as the sun coming up, I looked from different spot as I was walking around there how brilliant this, I, 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 I wish I could peek into the, to the eye of God. What was he seeing when all of these things come alive? And I walk and I couldn't help myself, I walk. And then a little wind come through. And then leaves start falling. And then when they fall, big, gigantic trees just waving. And I'm just thinking, the creator of all of these things, watching all of this. And then this crazy idea, this is good. And now I'm, I'm looking at it and thinking generation after generation after generation, these things. And how often we just drive by and walk by and not even acknowledge that this take brilliant timing to make all of these green turn yellow, turn red, turn orange. I mean, in one leaf, you have incredible, I mean, brilliant painting happened there. I don't know if you can fathom the colors that one leaf can have, but somebody meticulously 
done that with the thought. And now he shouts. There won't be any violence anymore. Destruction. The thing that you come to an end. In there. No more. Now, and now, now just imagine this. And what he say when this no more, what he says is the rest of your wall, when you build a wall in your city, and when you build a wall in your future, in your career, he say this wall will be salvation. That's all you're going to have. It's a salvation on your wall. And, and, then, and then in your wall, not only salvation is a promise of hope and life to come, but all you got is praise. I remember grew up and, and there are many, many villages, many islands. We have this little wall, city wall. Why do we have it? To keep them pigs out of our farm. Because nobody really have the money to build a little fence for the pigs. And this is how we protect our crops. We'll build a city wall. And I remember the little island from uh, where my mom from, the city walls go all the way to the ocean. You didn't know the pig can swim, did you? <laughs> not only they can swim, but these little creatures were so smart because where the city wall run, when the low tide comes, I mean, it's all, you, it's a walking thing. They, they can walk on the coral reefs. And then pigs will just find their ways, walk around the city wall and go and eat as much as, it's a buffet, it's a buffet, that's what they say. And city wall, Here's the prophet say, you, you, you no longer build a city wall to protect yourself and keep the enemy out. It's salvation. It's redemption. It's hope. It's a celebration. And if you have a wall, it's a wall of praise. That's all you're going to have. It's not a wall of who is in, who is out, who look like me, who think like me, who support me. This wall is Salvation is for all people. And then let that wall just sing right back with praise. It's like what we talked about last week. What, what would it be like if, if, if this environment is just so infected with positive affirmation? I promise you our children will love coming here. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I have been in, 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 a, in a place where children love it so much, they wake up on Sunday morning and track their parents to church. I mean, this for real. I've been in a place that is literally what happened. Children love going to church so much, they get up in the morning and they drag their parents to church. It's a complete reverse of most churches. The children are like, I don't want to go. And I was like, I wear is my shoes. Because grown people don't like to go to church. And little people enjoy church because there's so much life giving. They know that they are loved. They know they are expected to be loving, and people who lead them, lead them with joy, 
and openness to one another. That's the kind of wall we need to build. It's a wall of praise. It's a wall of openness. It's a wall of salvation. What does that mean? That everybody get a chance to be the child of God. That everything that we know come to an end is no more. Because it's everlasting. The sun is not going to set. The stars are not going to set. You don't need it. I don't need it. This community is not going to need it. Because Jesus himself, the S-O-M, will be here when that happens. You never need that. You can go back to Genesis chapter 1, 3, 14. I mean, when, when the light is being separated, call it day, call it night. Can you imagine that hope of a future? You're not going to need that anymore. The world that we come to know is no more. It's a brand new world. Brothers and sisters, family and friends, there are some of us here this is all what you've been looking for for quite some time. It's a brand new world. And this is that well. A well of hope. A well of love. You are somebody in this well. Somebody very, very important. How do we know that? Because when he gave up his body and his blood, he say, it is for the world. 